0: To sneak about find our way in. And sometimes the easiest way is simply knocking knocking right on the front door. Welcome to Sentra. The post got taken down but not quick enough for the feed scans to not get saved. People were discussing the post even more after the attempted suppression. It's almost like people refused to learn the most basic of basics people will always be far more interested in seeing whatever it is you're trying to hide. Regardless, Juice received a private message from a ghost account with the ID EG Y-G-G. just like the facility that they assumed the Juice had been made at, the one that popped up when they ran the chemical through the system at Therochem. Seemed convenient, but Zara wasn't in the mood to be a skeptic. They had to go through rigorous security before anyone was allowed into the arena, and even then, it was protocol to grab you unannounced and blindfold you. That step was still a ways off. The people on the other end of this were going to be government black ops level experts. They could fish the phony shit out of their mock feeds in seconds. And they didn't want to accidentally burn an ID, then have to build another backup while also earning back trust. They offered up their own security concerns and left the notion of the visit on the table, and maybe in the future, if things could be satisfactorily arranged, they might visit. The rules of the deal weren't currently in their favor, but their hands still had a few strong plays available. One of their primary weapons was obviously their established clout on the boards and in the feeds. They'd become the first star of a illegal underground blockchain ghoul fight gambling, which was admittedly a world where most people weren't looking for attention. Juice was the opposite. Zara knew exactly how to play to a crowd and get attention. That was her life's work, in a way. Each of their moves had been dramatic and over-the-top in the most brilliant ways. Huge bets, double downs, calling people's bluffs, the story of Jeremy getting mugged was circulating a bit. But most people said it was just some shitpost, maybe even a copypasta that had taken on a life of its own. If Juice decided to make a move, the boards would talk about it, so they decided to put up a new post, only this time, if it was blocked, they would simultaneously send a feed scan of the post to the private message feed of every user that had reached out to them previously. That was more than 65% of the active user base on the fight chain feeds. They took a high res scan of the Juice tube and scrubbed any metadata from the file. Andrea covered up the serial numbers on the vial so it wouldn't give away where the tube had come from. They posted it with the title, What's This? The post was flagged and deleted almost immediately, as they'd expected. But before Andrea could click the message bomb they'd prepared, another notification from EG popped up. I'm intrigued. Hell's Court Building in Metra, top floor, 152. Three days, 9 p.m., At any security checkpoints, just scan this block. There was a randomizer cube on the bottom of the email that would basically function as an algorithmic QR code. They knew it was a trap, but it was the trap they'd been trying to spring since this had all started. There was a chance they never made it to the building, but also, why would they go to the effort of coding a randomizer cube if they were just going to fake an AI cab accident on the way back to Metra? No, the invite felt genuine, but... That in no way made it safe. They had their data drops ready to launch in case anything did happen. Andrea had rigged their tablets with a detonator that would drop all of the info across Zara's feed the moment her heart stopped beating. Even if they died, they would still at least have exposed something to someone. They couldn't be trigger-happy. If they pulled it on this one, there were no do-overs. Going back to Metra could be tricky if someone had been looking for her in connection to Nick Buck, but... None of her online trackers or at-home security notifications had triggered anything that seemed suspicious. Her police scanners had never even mentioned the death, so... There was a chance whoever was running the back-alley ghoul fuck-shop just made the problem disappear. Of course, that also meant there was a chance that hypothetical criminal was also looking for Zara. There was a strong chance that Buck hadn't told anyone else they'd interacted. He was a secretive guy in a secretive business but it was too messy and dangerous to risk while they did the work exposing G.H. Sentra had been the right move, and hopefully no one would be too suspicious about her sudden reappearance. The last thing they needed was someone in a dark corner connecting their dots before they were ready. They wanted to at least get to the meeting spot. Floor 152 was going to be a new high for both of them. That might even be the top floor of the Hell's Court building, but they'd have to see when they got there. They made sure all of their equipment was shut down fully and couldn't be turned back on without their biometrics. If something happened and someone tried to open any of this, the tech was set to self-sacrifice with tampering, but only after uploading its entire contents to a private feed server. Before they rolled back to their old stomping grounds, it was also time for Zara to post on her personal feed. Just in case something happened, she didn't want her disappearance to get swept under the rug and ignored by the dark machinations of the people they were disrupting. The post was run through a handful of VPN relays and set to ping from the IP address of her loft in Metra. The message couldn't give any clues to what was happening, but still needed to be interesting enough to cause a bit of chatter on the feeds. She wrote, Sorry it's been so long. Thank you for all the support. I think I'll start working on a new story soon. When I'm ready. Her first post in nearly ten months, and it was the vague promise of a new story in the not-so-distant future. That ought to garner a little discussion and speculation. The ride back in was uneventful. The roads between the cities were usually pretty slow this time of year, with less resource shipping needed. Seeing Metra on the upcoming horizon was more mentally taxing than Zara had realized it would be. She'd managed to just bury all the things she saw and did the night Nick Buck showed her the vials, and then she accidentally showed him the vials a bit later. Sure, that's what this whole undercover info hunt was about, that and Taylor, of course. Couldn't forget about her, but now coming back to the scene of it all, all Zara could think about were Nick Buck's screams. They were somehow more haunting than Taylor's. She'd left so quickly after it happened the horror of the transformation hadn't been allowed to sink in. Andrea had some things she needed to tend to over at the club, things she had dropped and put on hold to come with Zara at the drop of a dime. She thought it was all a bit funny that one of the biggest hunters in the ghoul game had been gone this long and there wasn't as much as a rumble on the feeds about it, not even in the dark feeds. She was going to catch up with some contacts and see just exactly what was going on with this EG account, see if anyone had any crumbs of information about what Hellscorp was up to. She assumed they were walking into a trap. She just wanted to know the chances of walking back out. Zara walked into her loft. The biometric securities all seemed to be in working order and was probably the only reason she hadn't fully indulged in the nostalgia of picking this place out with Taylor. They had so many plans and dreams, but even more importantly, this is the place where they'd done so many little nothings. Game nights with friends and colleagues, that time they cranked Purple Kim and played the floor as lava with Taylor's cousins from Poe, even the passing conversations about nothing of importance at the bar in the kitchen, the quick chuckles and chills of fleeting jokes and gentle breezes. Zara had started this whole mission to get revenge for Taylor, at least that's what she'd been telling herself. Standing in the loft at that moment, she was realizing just how much of this was really about her. This drive wasn't born out of some deep need to wrap up emotional damage. It all started with her anxious about how to keep herself relevant in a post-Taylor world. She didn't know what to post to the feeds, and Taylor's posthumous trauma came along and answered the call. She spent all this time pretending, but things were about to come to a head. So what was the point of not owning up to the truth of the matter? She picked up an old sweater of Taylor's she'd left on a chair in the living room, bunched it up in her hands, and pressed it into her face. She inhaled the date nights, the morning coffees, and the late-night drinks on the faint remnants of old perfume. These were memories once shared, now only existing in Zara's mind, sparked by the wearing threads of old coffee stains. She felt a wincing pain, quick and tight on her sternum, thinking about the finality and inevitability of turning the wheel. All of these fractured ghosts fading into the history of the space to be left in the deep black nothing that is. No, Zara was sure her mind was right and that exposing G.H. and the corpse and the fighting pits wasn't just the right thing to do. It was something she had to do. She took in the vision of the loft, the smells and textures and little pieces of emotion tied into the very nature of the place and boxed it all up inside her mind to be treasured until it no longer could be. She had her favorite cup of coffee out of the replicator. Placed her dirty mug in the sink to wash later, the way she always had. Even without any later, she could be completely certain of. They were supposed to go to Hell's Corp at 9 p.m., so Zara met Andrey at the club at 7. They didn't talk much, just made sure each other had tied up their loose ends and had a couple of synth whiskeys, the same kind they always had when she came to the club. Andrea walked onto the empty stage. It was a Monday night, so the place was closed to the public. She stood behind the microphone and looked out across the room full of empty chairs. She held the mic in her hand, but she didn't say anything. She didn't even move her lips. Zara imagined this was the same nostalgic ritual she'd gone through in the loft. Andrea took a long, deep breath, heavy in its finality, and walked back over to the bar. Are you ready, kid? They walked over to the Hell's Corp building. The wind was bitter, but not too strong. The building looked like every other mega-scraper in the city, just with a different neon sign. Their sign had a little green devil cartoon on it, winking. Sara thought that was a tad too on the nose, but it didn't seem to hurt Hell's Corp any. They had more government contracts than any other corp by a long shot. The light obscured in the foggy thickness as you looked up. The first scan was at the front door. The randomizer worked just fine and the large glass panels defogged and slid open into the golden metal frame. The insides of these buildings were always so clinical. Sure, they'd have some abstract art piece or some hanging sculpture about the harms of chem abuse that was paper mache with obituaries, which was somehow even more obnoxious because no one had printed the news like that in at least a hundred years. So pretentious. But none of that stopped it from giving off major medical facility vibes. They had to scan through three separate gates in the lobby before getting to the elevator alcove. After scanning the cube a final time, the elevator's large brass door sealed shut in a calming robotic tone said, Floor 152. Dr. Pardona. Top floor. Welcome to Elysium, Andrea passive-aggressively mumbled. The elevator reached the top floor of the building, and the doors slid open. <laughs>